Hi guys, welcome back to We Love Lucy. I'm Allison Werma. I'm Corinne Eckhart. And I'm Molly Lyon. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. <laughs> it's a great day. And it's life. even more beautiful because we're joined by a very special guest. <gasps> She's so special. Who? Oh my gosh. Mel Forrest is here. Hi, Mel Forrest. Hi. Hi, guys. <laughs> um, we are joined by a very, very funny and talented writer-performer, Mel Forrest. Hi. Happy to be here. <laughs> so before we get into the episode... So we're going to just do our quick little questionnaire to let our fans get to know Mel a little bit. So here we go. I know where we go. All right. Who are you? What do you do? Uh, My name is Mel Forrest. I am a human. And I, well, you know, I have to say it just in case um, people thought I wasn't. And I am a writer, performer, stand up. In now in Los Angeles, recent transplant from New York City. And who is the first woman you remember seeing on TV? Oh my gosh, that's hard to say. I mean, I feel like it was Miss Piggy, but... <gasps> Truly um, feminist icon. Yeah, I love her. But let's see. I'm First woman that was memorable to me, like truly memorable, I think for even like comedic purposes, was probably... Gilda Radner. What did you see her in? Like Old Saturday Night Live? Yeah, or? I used to watch, they used to play Old Saturday Night Live on like Comedy Central and stuff like that mm. back in the day when they would just loop episodes or movies yeah. during the day. And I remember being in maybe second grade or something and just home alone with my brother and being summer home alone, just watching that endlessly. <sighs> I, I don't know her. if I thought it was funny, but I liked it, you know? Right. Yeah. That's how, I mean, that's how I felt about Lucy as a kid was that I didn't necessarily even know it was funny. I just knew that I like thought she was interesting. Right. Yeah. I, I can't remember the first time I saw I Love Lucy, but I remember my grandmother has red hair and she was like, I look like Lucy. She, I always remember her like equating it. She had the same hair and I was like, no, you don't. <laughs> I love you, but you don't. Because she felt seen. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And then our next question is, what shows or characters are most in line with your comedic sensibility? Ooh, which shows and... Oh, or like see. any movies performers characters it's funny because i do i do think gilda especially as i get older i feel like oh that's where i got this camp i love campy style with like a lot of commitment but i'm also have like a really dark side so at least i think i do people like you're not dark at all Uh, i've seen you die on stage (laughs) yeah i tend to (laughs) die a lot i would say i mean the muppets were like a huge inspiration for me but there's like a darkness to them as well so i would say for sure the muppet show was definitely what muppet do you most identify with (gasps) oh it changes from time to time i love oh i love sam eagle because he's so he's not mean he's just i just there's this one episode where they're opening up the episode and he's like going with kermit like what who's gonna be on this episode and kermit goes through who's on the episode and he gets to lady wrestlers and he whispers lady wrestlers he's like lady wrestlers he's like what he's like lady wrestlers and he says it louder and louder and sam eagle gets it and he freaks out like lady wrestlers (laughs) and it's not a big deal to have lady wrestlers but of course he's has to be the moral ground but he really has none and it's like so stupid (laughs) but they have a character he's clearly gonna be upset about everything so He's not my favorite, but I do love seeing him freak out. Well, so we touched on this a little bit already, but what is your relationship to I Love Lucy? Had you seen it before? What were your impressions? Oh, yeah. I mean, obviously, I feel like not obviously everybody's seen Lucy. Like, some people have not, and I'm getting older. But um, <laughs> my mom and my grandmother were redheads, so that was, like, brought up. Like, the like the idea of famous redheads in our family was, they were like, oh, and they were a redhead. They're a natural redhead. And I think that was, like, the first intro into Lucy. And then uh, I Love Lucy was on Nick at Night. And then obviously those infomercials where they'd be like selling 
20 disc set or like 20 VHS set (laughs) of I Love Lucy. And then you see, you know, the Chocolate Factory, all the other classic ones. So that was like my, I think my first, I probably was around same age, like 10. Because that's when I think everything stuck. I was like, comedy. I love comedy. Mm, yeah. What, what, what age did you recognize that that was like what you were into? Uh, around that age, I was at camp, a dance and musical theater camp. And I was always very shy. But for some reason, I was really into Gypsy, the musical. Like, they were with Ethel Merman. <laughs> And I loved Ethel Merman. And I did my impression of Ethel Merman, like, not to be funny. And everybody laughed and said it was, like, dead on for, like, a 10, you know, I was, like, 10 or 9 or whatever. And I realized I was, like, I wasn't even upset that they were laughing. I was, like, oh, okay, well, I guess this works. Like, like then on, I guess I can do comedy, too. But it is kind of hard. It's a little heartbreaking being, like, I poured my heart and soul. And then later on, I realized that's kind of comedy is commitment to this specific thing. Like... Well, that's true, especially given who you are as a performer. Your whole thing is, like, you just, like, physically go there. <laughs> always. So it makes sense that you started as, like, a dancer and someone who was like, I'm just going to do it. <laughs> oh, no, oh, and they're laughing, too. Great. Yeah, like, cool. I don't know if they're laughing at me or with me, but, but hey. There's something happening. I enjoyed it, and that was, like, I think definitely the first time. I, I love like, the idea of, like, a child, in, like, a small child in the 90s just being deeply into Ethel Merman. Can you still do an Ethel Merman impression now? Mm, it's hard. I think my voice is, like, because I, I used to get that vibrato, like, a la. Like, <laughs> yeah. I think everybody can kind of do it, but I guess I just listened to so much. It was, I, mean, I think it's just seeing a little kid do it was, like. Yeah. Oh, for sure. And my Sonny Leo is a guy that pretty much, like, raised me in, like, dance and musical theater. He was, like, you got to keep doing this. <laughs> and I took that. I was like, okay. Have a Sonny, I got it. I got the golden ticket. <laughs> um, okay, are you a Fred, Lucy, Ethel, or Ricky? Mm, I want to be. I want to be a Lucy. I think I'm a. I think I'm more of a Ricky. Mm. I think. In what way? Well, I think right now in my life is that I think I have like I know what I'm doing, but really. I just zone out away from the situation. Lucy is, she runs into problems more than Ricky. Problems kind of arise because he's ignored them. He's like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> People make fun of the way I communicate with them. So maybe that's like, <laughs> and I speak English like fine, but I really don't. Like, I'm like, I was like, I know good use words. Like, <laughs> and it's like, they always make fun of Ricky. She always makes fun of Ricky. And I'm like, he's doing even, fine. Even in this episode where he, and we'll get to it, but he's like, I told you. Yeah. And then she was like, no, you didn't tell me. Yeah. And he was like, you know what that word is, yeah. right? And there's no, that's not the wrong way to say yeah. it. <laughs> but I feel like people get at me. Like, I say instead of rain boots, galoshes. Or, like, I say, put your slacks on. Like, I say stuff like that instead of pants. Like I just like that you speak like you're from the 90s. I'm going to say you're very old-timey. Really? Where are you from? I'm from Delaware. Okay. So yeah. there's no reason it's for it. There's the no season. Oh no, no, where I'm from? I'm from 1949. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I also say things like, "I say let's go to the pizza store." Like that's a <laughs> store where you buy pizza, and it, it technically is. I feel like I'm a person that is learning English and putting two <laughs> words together. Sometimes you're just trying stuff out. You're I'm trying, trying it out. The wall. Just you know, we're all trying to live too. <laughs> we're, so. we're all just trying to get by. So I think I've. I felt more like a Ricky at least recently, especially watching the other day. I was like, I get you, Ricky. I get you. <laughs> okay, so how are women being t- depicted today on screen, and how different do you think it is from what we're seeing in I Love Lucy? I don't know. 
it's hard to say because I think that we're definitely sophisticated better. I mean, the fact that we're allowed to sleep in the same bed as, like, in a movie and have Instead of, like, on the foot of the man's bed. Right, exactly, you know? (laughs) You know, we've come a long way, but I do think when watching Lucy, I was outside of specific things that she didn't do or couldn't do or expected to do. Her as a person, I'm like, that is very, like, being able to just speak the way she was and, Mm -hmm. like, be as goofy as she was Mm -hmm. and have this relationship. She didn't talk the way those women would be like and darling she would do it in a kind of like um darling it it really showed how like real life a version of life that was more realistic to the times and I think it depends on what I'm seeing when I'm watching I think nowadays it's a lot better and you see a lot more women and women without having to have a man in this scene or a man fronted like it's not a woman and a man like going it's like oh three women go on a trip so I think it's a lot better but I do think You know, Lucy, it was just so different for the time that it was very progressive in certain aspects of that for... I thought this episode especially was pretty... Yeah, Pretty forward-thinking. Yeah, Yeah, and especially because I think we've also seen this episode so many times. Like, it's still an episode where it's like, the dad has to watch the baby. What's going to happen? Oh, for sure, for sure. (laughs) Yeah, it starts with such, like, a traditional premise and then devolves, as they all do, into, like, a power struggle. Yes, (laughs) yeah. With, like, hygiene and... Somehow Fred wins the day. Right, it ends kind of brutally in a way. Like, it feels like, you know how when you have a farce where in and out, like, if you do, like, Frasier, they always come together and they learn something. This one is, like, it just ends after it's solved, you know, but, like, they don't know how it's solved except for Fred. He's like... I didn't know Fred knew how to hold a baby. He hold it truthfully. <laughs> Very skilled. He, like, also snuck in and, like, yeah. grabbed the baby. Did you see Terrifying. that? It was very... And then he held the coat over it. Like, oh let that baby... Co- and if you look at it, I was like, that baby is crying, and they just muted that so hard. Yeah. Little Ricky's like, who is this giant baby who's <laughs> holding me? Who is Humpty Dumpty? And why is he... <laughs> Two more questions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you wish you saw more of in terms of women on television or less of? You know, I always think that there's always an excuse, I think, for... I love backstory, but it always feels like a woman can't just be... Say it's, like, negative. She can't just be negative. It just... They always say, like, she's this because this happened to her. And I think we're still stuck in that sort of Mm -hmm. excuses for women. You know, there are villains in superhero movies, and they're just, like... Sometimes they're just villains. Like, (laughs) they're just shitty. And sometimes I want to see a shitty woman that isn't nagging or, like, that's, like, kind of badass just because she's badass or just shitty because she's because it's not or great because she's just great yeah not because it's, like her dad abandoned her and that's why she's mean to everyone right yeah, like, right and it's like i love backstories but just make it more interesting right. sometimes men are jerks sometimes women are jerks and like we don't have to explain why the man is a jerk we're humans yeah Th- these things exist yeah i think you're right that like a lot of shows feel a reason to like explain and like sort of a explain away any rough edges that women have while with men it's like oh it's just interesting yeah i think it's hard for maybe people think it's hard for men to swallow that they can just exist that way like well why i would just like to see more of that of just characters that just exist in that way totally and last question 
What would be your modern pitch for an I Love Lucy reboot? Ooh, weird. <laughs> not, that's not weird. But I, I would love to see something, almost if you did it similar, but the problems that, that arise would be, how would they be solved? They have the same sort of relationship, mm-hmm. but like, how would they be solved today? Yeah. Like a lot of the things would get squashed, so then it would allow some discovery, but keeping kind of their same personalities yeah. and like relationship that they have. While also, what happens if Ricky minds a baby? Maybe he's just like a great day. <laughs> maybe he doesn't mess up, right. or maybe, maybe he's googling all the time. Like, what do you do when this happens? Right, yeah, and like, right. <laughs> he like, finds like a forum for like dads, <laughs> a dad group or something. Also, picturing Lucy with Craigslist or something uh-huh. when she wants new furniture. And yeah, yes. like there's she could easily right. hijink some Craigslist so, stuff. Totally, it's just updating it to see what because she would have the same sort of problem, but it's just going to be different. I see her looking for like acting jobs on Craigslist. And going oh to like God. open cattle calls. Yes. She would end up on a casting couch accidentally for a porn. Yeah. Like she wouldn't know what it means. And she would just be like, I'm a star. And they're like, yes, baby, you are. Oh my gosh, could you imagine like the the double speaker or whatever on that one? Like, She'd be like, Ricky, you gotta see. Look, look, they sent me my reel. And he's like, oh no, Lucy. Oh no. This oh, is, no. Do you know what you did? And she's like, what? She invites everybody over to watch. <laughs> But she's not stupid. And then she's like, oh, I did. You know what? I thought it was an art film. But <laughs> she's very trusting in a way. Yeah, she yes. just, she commits. Like she she'll does. just like dive right in. Today we're going to be talking about Ricky Minds the Baby. Which the synopsis is, while the Tropicana is closed for repainting, Ricky offers to give Lucy a week's break and take total responsibility for the care of little Ricky. And it aired January 18th, 1954. Yeah, so from the top, it felt like to me, there are times when we find out that in doing research on the show that Desi particularly only wanted to be portrayed a certain way. So I was thinking of like a few weeks ago when we watched Lucy Tells the Truth, Desi had them rewrite the episode because they were going to have him lie on his taxes. Oh, yeah. And he's like, I don't want to be portrayed that way. I feel like he was like, I want to be portrayed as a really good dad. Yeah. Yeah. Most of the episode is him being like, yes, I would love to spend time with my son. And yes, it'll be great. You can sleep. I can do all of it. And so it felt like Desi just being like, I'm amazing. Can we just tell everyone how amazing I am? Yeah, it's funny that you say that because I feel like that was probably something with him being Cuban too, you know, having a hard time creating this Desi Lu Productions, everything, he ran into a lot of bumps that he probably was, I don't want people, I mean, that's like a little bit, definitely an ego, but also like, I don't want to be portrayed as this deadbeat dad, you know, because in a way he was like the representation for totally. like Cubans yeah. and Latinos at the time right. on TV. Like literally <laughs> anyone who wasn't white. Yeah, yeah. I'm, Good. I'm proud of him. Why, like, why was he home late if, like, the place is closed? Like, <laughs> Right. I was like, why was he home at that time? Right. Even when he works nights right. and he's, I've got to bring the bread. <laughs> and then he's, but I'm off. And yeah, he's like, I never see little Ricky because I'm always working. I'm like, where are you? <laughs> where are you, Desi? Like, <laughs> where are you? Do you have a secret gambling problem? Right. Like, Drop where are you pin. spending your Show time? me where you are. I don't. Did you see how intensely he just focused in on the game when they turned on the game or the fight or whatever it was? It was like... Like instantly, like, uh, he's into the TV, so maybe he does have a game. <laughs> Moth to a flame. With a modern version of this, Lucy makes Desi turn on the location's tracking on his cell phone. <laughs> yeah, yes. Yes. And then 100% yes. sure location. And then For he wants sure. to do a turn, she's like, nah. <laughs> she follows him with the baby. They're cute. They've got, they've got quite a they dynamic. They do. But it is interesting to see these, like, uh, how does 
that work out in, in writing? I feel like right. what would writers say? Well, at the time, I feel like they were like, ah, whatever. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it'll be fun. We'll get to the gag. Yeah. Well, and that was the other thing about this episode that I noticed, and maybe it was because I was watching it on a streaming service that usually doesn't, like, commercial breaks. There was only one commercial break in the entire show. It, yeah. was, it was just such a simple setup where it's like, there's almost like a 10 or 12 minute mm-hmm. yeah. thing. We see them discover that, oh, he's going to have all this free time. And then the and then act two is just, ah, where's the baby? And then we, there's the baby and then it's over. It's so quickly yeah. over when they yeah. get the baby. I, know, I was yeah. like, oh, first act break. I was like, oh, wait, of two. <laughs> yeah. Like cool intermission. Yeah. Yeah. There are two big set pieces really in the episode. And the first one is Desi telling his bedtime story. Mm-hmm. Yes. yes. Which is just a giant performance. It's huge. It's almost six minutes of just him telling the story yeah. and just camera on him. It's crazy. Well, so we open the episode, they're having dinner and Lucy's trying to watch her show, which she was late for because Ricky was late and Ethel and Fred come in and they think figured they would have been done with dinner. Yeah, and then they're going to have coffee and brownies. Right, right. Ethel still wants dessert. Yeah. Yeah. Fred was mean. He was super mean. Fred was really mean. I did not like... I mean, I don't... We don't like Fred. I don't like Fred normally. And then I haven't watched an episode in a while, and I was like, Fred sucks. Like, <laughs> it's such an awakening as an adult I, woman to be like, yeah. who are you? <laughs> I just think that there should be no dessert shaming. Correct. No. Also, the most relatable feeling to be like, I just want a little something sweet. It's not that you're starving. It's just like, I just want like a little bump of something sweet. Yeah. And Also, I, I mean, not to compare apples and, and pear-shaped people, but Fred, <laughs> who are you talking <laughs> Fred totally eats like a pan of brownies by himself. <laughs> but he thinks it doesn't count because no one sees. <laughs> Always body shaming Fred. I don't care. But then when he when he tries to shame Ethel, we're like, get away from here. <laughs> well, and then it was just interesting that she had Lucy was like, well, I have some brownies, but they're a little stale. And Ethel's like, I'm ready to make this work. Stale brownies are the best kind of brownies. Mm-hmm. And then they are like rocks. Yeah, yeah. They break the plate. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I was like, that is aggressive. Also, how long has that been in your kitchen? Like. Right. like Maybe you need to do a little spring cleaning or something. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm feeling unsafe. Was about, it like, in the freezer? Like, what? Oh yeah, what's going on with that? Put that shit in the microwave. Oh, that. Mm-hmm. Do they have microwaves? I don't mm-hmm. have a microwave, but. No, they don't. I they don't did. think they go. Uh, probably like right 60s, after. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is, I love Lucy is canceled and then they introduce him. But so Ricky wasn't going to tell Lucy that he. He says he told her. Oh, and, but she didn't. She didn't remember or she tell anybody. No, you did not told me. Uh, the fun remember. part is that. Ricky tells Lucy. Oh, Lucy yeah. tells Ethel. Ethel tells Fred. Ricky can't just tell Fred. I know. Well, he was like, I would have thought this is what would have happened. Yeah. And then we see it happen. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's what it was. It goes like, jumps from like the beginning to the end and then it roars its way back. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that was, this is the only time though that um, Ethel and Fred are poor communicators because we always comment on how Ethel and Fred have really good communication skills versus like Lucy and Ricky like always trying to hide something from one another. They do. They do always. Try. I think they just like, um, I think Vivian has no artifice about her. She's like, I don't have time to lie. Yeah. I'm getting myself out of these scrapes that Lucy is getting, getting yeah, me. I don't have time to lie to you, Fred. Like, we should be all be more like Ethel. Yeah. Correct. I think that, yeah. I do like that about their relationship. Like, I picture her just, like, 
telling him every minute of her day, you know? <laughs> he, like, probably isn't listening, but it's helping her to just go through it with somebody. That's, yeah. He's, like, a witness to her. Yeah. Like, I think maybe they, as a couple, have early on defined the relationship. All right, so basically what's going to happen is, like, we're going to be really mean to each other for the rest of our lives, but, like, we're always going to be here. Cool? Cool. And then they just, like, have agreed that that's, like, what... <laughs> that's their DTR. Too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they signed a contract like, All right, well, as long as, like, we're both on board, yes, let's get married. <laughs> like, <laughs> maybe that's the kind of marriage I need. I think, like, any good partnership, you just got to be honest. You like, have to be a dick to each other. Like, I'm yeah. going to be terrible, but, like, you're also terrible. So, like, are we on the same page? Isn't that the premise <laughs> of you're the worst? <laughs> yeah. Wait, was you're the worst inspired by Ethel and Ben's relationship? <laughs> it is. <laughs> it, there's no other options. It definitely I is that. I mean, Ethel is probably depressed. <laughs> yes. She probably, like, she might be. That's Her life isn't exactly fulfilling. So let's reboot Fred as, like, a narcissistic British novelist, and, like, we're there. That's what you're <laughs> Um, oh my god, and then Edgar is Ricky? <laughs> They're both oh my god. And Lindsay, Lindsay, Lindsay is totally Lucy. Whoa! Actually, though, wait, I'm into this. And there's a redhead. There's the. the. That's I saw saying they flipped it and made Fred and Ethel yeah. the center couple. Yeah. Yeah, where they're just, like, mean to each other, but, like, have chosen to build a life together. Oh, my gosh. It is totally a modern I Love Lucy reboot. But, yeah, so Ricky then is like, I'll watch the baby for the week. Yeah, and he's going to start by telling him a bedtime story. He was going to go to the fight. He was going to play poker. And go hunting for a few days. I was like, I think you need to tell tell Lucy that in advance. Right? I was like, that's going to cost money. Like, yeah. It's like, they're painting the club for a week. I, anyway. Also, painting takes that long. Yeah. Oh, it must be a big club. Maybe multiple colors. Um, yeah. Maybe there's a mural. That's yeah. true. That's true. <laughs> so this kind of episode reminded me of the whole conversation of when dads watch kids and women are like, my the husband's babysitting the kids. And I was like, it's not babysitting when it's your own child. Yeah. I like that that's never a term that they use in this episode where it's like, oh, he's just watching his own kid right yeah that's part of being a parent and i liked the first act you think because maybe i'm just stuck in such stereotypes like i thought it was going to be that like he didn't know how to take care of the kid and that we were just going to watch him struggle and it was kind of refreshing that it's like oh no no he knows how to care for this child and yeah. the, the comedy is that lucy is too afraid to let someone else take care of her yeah, yeah. yeah it's and more she- like lucy's a helicopter parent yeah totally Totally. You know, okay, because I just watched all of Jane the Virgin, so now I keep referencing it, but that's one of the episodes is they're going to hire a nanny, and she is so overbearing when they finally do hire a nanny, and the nanny's just like, I don't like working for people like you because they don't let me do my job. (laughs) Yeah, so Ricky's going to tell little Ricky a bed story, Yeah, and the bed story he tells is Capurecita Roja. Little Red Riding Hood. So. I like how only Ethel could figure out that maybe that was what it was called in Spanish. Right. Um, Lucy has that, wait a minute. <laughs> like, it's like, you. this is your husband. He speaks <laughs> Spanish half the time. We've also known him over 10 years. Like, yeah. why, why are you, like, how did she not learn some Spanish? She must know some. There's a whole episode where she doesn't, she's afraid to meet his mom and stuff. And like, because she, she's like, I won't. Oh, span it. And like then I, she uses Duolingo. Yes, <laughs> yes. So what do you do? I kind of like, that's it. You're embarrassing. Like, yeah. that's embarrassing. Oh, my God. Speaking of Duolingo, I just want to share this because, like, it's an ongoing thing in my life. It's, like, the weird sample sentences that are in Duolingo. So strange. The, my favorite one this week was, I will see every egg. <laughs> Like, in what world do I need to say that? Like, I will see every angle. Like, <laughs> I don't want a man to say that to me in a bar. And I'll be like, okay. Like, I'm not going to tell everyone. Like, I'm not going to brag about my egg scene. Like, I will see every <laughs> Unless you're the Easter 
Bunny. Yeah. Or like Maybe. a chicken farmer. Like you're to role play as the Easter yeah. Bunny. Yeah, <laughs> I don't see every egg. I will see. One of my favorite things about the story, other than the fact that he apparently used feeling lousy, there's no Spanish equivalent yeah. he had to say in English. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was the, the like the in between Spanish and English. I thought it was great. Yeah, I, I liked the yeah. whole story. I understood. You could follow it. I understood yes. what he was saying. Yeah. Uh, the audience was cracking up, and I don't know if it was because he was being physical, but I was like, it's not funny that he's speaking Spanish. <laughs> I'm honestly impressed. Yeah, because it's like this is a story everybody knows, yeah. but why is this so funny? And it has to be the physical nature yeah. and just his intensity yeah. towards mm-hmm. it. Also, you did what she had in the basket. What was it? Uh, frijoles, tortillas, Tears. and wine. wine. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, that sounds like a great meal yeah. for me. And also, it had me wondering, though, I'm like, Little Ricky has probably heard Spanish before. Like, I wonder if he's going to, if they're raising him bilingual. This right. is a question. Yeah. Yeah. Well, since Mrs. Trumbull is re- basically a woman in their building watches Ricky a lot yes. of the time. Great. But unlike a babysitter, <laughs> she does not get she paid. She's an intern. She's basically the Ricardo family intern. She's getting school credit as like an 80-something-year-old woman. At her like senior center, she's getting yes. But also, here's the thing where it's like, I was thinking about it. Ricky's like, oh, I'll give Lucy a break. I'll give Lucy a break. And Lucy's so worried about him watching. She's not that worried when Mrs. Trumbull watches the no. baby. And also, like, she barely watches the baby because Miss Trumbull's watching the baby. Like, there's an episode a few episodes ago where they bought a store. And so Lucy was working at the store all day. She wasn't concerned about little Ricky all day. He'll be fine. <laughs> I don't know. I just had issues. Maybe she's sexist. Like, and she I was going to say there's men. like sexist. That's true. Well, Ricky is definitely more capable than Fred would have been. Oh, okay. uh, now, in this episode, but with Fred watching the baby, I think oh. that would have been the stereotypical, like, man watching the baby doesn't know what to do. He would have taken him to the track and the YMCA <laughs> and the steam room. It would have been like Ferris Bueller's Day Off, but with <laughs> Fred, Fred and Rick, little Ricky. Little baby and a big baby. <laughs> Just two babies out on the tent. Baby's Day Off. <laughs> I would watch that film. Yeah. Fred Mertz and a little baby. The thing I thought of this time watching, because they, they do have these, what we call like these close-up glamour shots of little Ricky and also not trying to throw shade at a baby actor from the 50s not giving us a ton in terms of performance it's literally just like and this is the baby's face the baby is still here Mm -hmm. so So apparently they shot this episode and not in front of a live audience like they filmed the episode without the audience because they thought the babies were gonna cry it's twins the Uh higher twins playing the babies Uh and the babies did cry a lot yeah Yeah, because you can look at the um, when they're being carried sometimes and it's like not a moment where you, the baby face is like weep, like weeping. Yeah. Like they must have done something where it's like, because no one's talking so it's right. like they have music overlaid. It's like, oh man. Yeah. I mean, the, I just found myself thinking, it's funny that the, you said twins. They have to, to have multiple options but I remember thinking while watching it about the early seasons of Full House. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where there were so many episodes where they're like carrying Michelle. Mm-hmm. Like I think there was a particular episode where or I think Jesse is having to bathe her and he's carrying her around mm-hmm. all these crazy places and, and just sneaking around and trying to not let anybody know that the baby is not where she's supposed to be. And so I was like, oh, well, this is the first time we're seeing hijinks around a yeah. small child. Yeah. yeah. So they're like the Olsen twins. Also, they had a very long set in that steady cam moving back and forth from the room. They kept yeah. doing it. I was like, that dolly track must yeah. have been right. wild. <laughs> Can we also address, so when we do get the close-up glamour shots of little Ricky, his bumper on his crib, was that not a cartoon drawing of Lucy and Ricky? Yeah. Yeah. What? Yeah. If my baby does not have a drawing of me in his or her crib... 
But I'm not doing right as a parent. (laughs) There's, you could buy recreations of Little Ricky's nursery, including the, like, bedding, the headboard that has Lucy and Ricky. The stick figure. Yeah. Can we also talk about, so Ricky also had a blanket over him and was put on his back. That was probably the first of many times when it switched over from how you can put your baby to bed because that's constantly changing. Point of contention in the world. Yeah. On the tummy or on the back? Pillow? No, I think pillows are no no. pillows. But some blanket is a toss up, I think. Have you seen these like swaddling videos? Oh Oh my gosh. They're my favorite. Yeah. Yeah. When you unswaddle a baby and then it stretches in the morning. <laughs> My niece and nephew weren't swaddled. I wish they had been swaddled. What's the pros don't like yeah, what are the pros and cons of swaddling? I think they don't turn over yeah. when they're swaddled because they're like stuck in the Good. And I think in the, like their arms are literally I think, com- I think it's comforting as yes. well. The pressure like a wound. Yeah. Yeah. Because babies they have a when they start to sleep, like if their arms are out, it feels like falling and they say it goes back being monkeys or something in a tree it wakes you up it startles oh. you because you would fall reach out right. and grab something i don't i still do that <laughs> does that ever right? happen to you when you're yeah, falling asleep absolutely. and you just like... you jolt and then with babies it's a lot harder i guess to get back to sleep so when they're completely encased they don't have that feeling of falling oh, as much good. who's gonna come over and swaddle me <laughs> how do i get oh an adult swaddle i mean sure it's like just wearing a straight jacket to bed yeah perfect so yeah so he tells the story about the lobo right Roja. and then the next morning we've got lucy she gets up anyway oh yeah even though ricky's told her he's going to take care of the baby and then she picks up the bear and then <laughs> <laughs> freaks herself out she like aggressively. She's swinging that bear. I'm like, yeah. Dude, that's a little Ricky in the morning. It's funny, but it's also like if you Whoa. realistically think about, it, she's just got full, full, flinging him around to change his diaper. He's too light. I think yeah. the bear is too light. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Normally, yeah. she'll have like a little bit of that that's like, chunky true. baby the weight. weight to it. So then she goes back to bed, but she keeps thinking of things that maybe Ricky's not thinking of. Mm. So he needs his jacket, even though he's, he's in the kitchen. He's wearing one yeah. already. He's yeah. wearing like a little sweater. And he can't eat omelets, but the omelet wasn't for him. Mm-hmm. And the bib, she gets the bib right. too. And then she's like, oh, he's got a napkin. Ricky's like, oh, well, I'll put a napkin on you. Yeah. She's like, oh, okay. Why do they keep the bib in the bedroom? Very good question. Yeah. Very good question. Makes no sense. Because also it would be like gross and dirty and then you have like weird food in the bedroom. Notes. I have notes. I did like her. Finally, she's back in bed and Ricky comes back with the baby and he's like, don't wake your mom. This is the first good night's sleep she's got. And and Lucy's face of just like, oh, no, I've ruined it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that must be hard now that I think about it because Ricky was, because I'm like, oh, why isn't Ricky helping? But like he works nights. So it's Mm. like, it's not like he could... But also, like, you would think maybe he does afternoon nap duty. He could be more of a co-parent. Right. Yeah. I mean, we don't know. We don't know. Maybe he does. But I just remember also thinking, was this the first time that, uh, like, popular culture, it's like, man, taking care of a baby. So cute. Yeah. Because I feel like there is such a, like, thing. I mean, I know I feel that way when you see a man who's good with a baby. Oh, yeah. Oh, my. I know. I love, yeah, we always talk about, like, the hot dads in our neighborhoods. (laughs) And just, like, oh, he is walking that stroller. And there's a puppy, too? (laughs) Yeah, it's just so much. And your body is just like, I can't receive all this information. Anyway. So Ricky's doing fine and Lucy is supposed to 
go hang out with Ethel. Like, yeah. it's her day off. Mm-hmm. And she's, like, depressed. And she, yeah, she's very upset. And Ethel wants to go shopping. I really liked when Ethel came in and she was like, are you going to be like this the whole time? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're going to ruin my day. I mean, that must be interesting. Like, she, you know, they go out and it's like, she can't even check in. Fred and Ricky are excited to have, like, a boy's day with the little boy. Which is actually very sweet. That's really cute. It was a cute, Two like, men and a baby. Moment. Yeah. It was like a pre, like an early, <laughs> early version of Three Men and a Baby. And so they're all ready to play with him and they're super into it. And then as soon as the fight is on, they just are like keyed in. They leave the door wide open. And little Ricky can walk. Yes. Right. I do. It's like you never see him. I'm like, oh, he's older than I thought he was. Right. Like, yeah. We've seen him take a couple steps before. Mm-hmm. But also I have questions about the programming. Is a fight on all the time? Right. The time. It's just, ah, the 11 a.m. fight. (laughs) I do think it was, it was out of convenience because even him putting down the baby seemed forced, right? Like he was like, oh, I need to focus on getting the TV to work. It's you're holding a baby. Wouldn't you just take the baby with you? Right, right. The baby can get the TV to work. He's like, the TV's (laughs) very fussy. It's very particular. I have to do it for you. Yeah. Ricky was like, no, no. It's almost like when someone's like, don't touch. I got a whole process going on. And I was like, wow, you are home enough to know that. But now you're like, (laughs) care for your baby. (laughs) And then little Ricky makes his way. His mommy senses must have been. Tingling. Tingling. And he stands outside the door. also, he's just seen Lucy leave. So that's another thing thing where he's just he's like well what's over there like yeah mom mom just went over there like i want to go and i spend day with mom <laughs> it's daytime where's my mom yeah where's my mom but this is such a familiar trope joey and chandler leaving ross's baby on the bus and yes like, that I, happens on jane the virgin yeah jane the virgin i'm sure like i feel like this is not the same baby thing but i was just watching new girl and Nick loses Winston's cat. Oh, yes. Like, wandering around looking for it. I feel like it's a very common lost pet slash baby. And I yeah. Terrence did the same thing. My, like, my dad went on an errand. My mom was in the shower, and me and my brother were playing. And I was six, and he was three. And then my mom gets out of the shower. She sees that my dad has left, assumed he took (gasps) us, and, like, also leaves to run an errand. This, this story is very cinematic for some reason. It's like the only moment of my childhood that's like particularly just coincidental like this. They pull up to the same stoplight and look in the backseat of each other's no. cars Weird. and realize that the kids aren't in the car like with either of them. I lived in, you know, suburban New Jersey and it's not a big place, but still it's so weird that that's they were like on par with each other. Yeah, I made my family disappear. Yeah. <laughs> when did they just both scream? Like what? <laughs> my like mom's raced home. I think my dad like didn't realize immediately <laughs> or something. Like it was or vice versa. Maybe my dad raced home. My mom didn't realize immediately. But yeah, one of them knew and came home and got us. How and old did you guys you? even notice? I was six. My brother was three. I oh. we definitely knew. I was, like, bawling. And my, like, three-year-old brother, who, this is his personality, he was just like, it's okay, Corinne. He just kept saying that. Fine, fine, fine. Sweet, sweet sweet Andrew. just, like, nothing really bothers Andrew. Andrew's like, I don't need a parent. That's amazing. (laughs) I have three. I'm done being raised. We're fine. (laughs) They've done all they can do for me. (laughs) That is young. I was going to say, like, if it, because I always think of my brother and I'm like, I feel like if we woke up and we're like, they went to work and we were like oh 
because we got left home a little bit older. But I just look back down. I'm like, that was so young. But like, mm-hmm. like, but we were we would just watch TV. Right. Like, I, I, we wouldn't burn down the house that we know of. Yeah, I, mean, I, I blacked it all out. Yeah. <laughs> I think the only reason it's scary is because if it's the first couple times, you're so unused to it. Totally. You've never been alone your entire life. And also when they don't tell you you're going to be yeah. alone. That's They left. Yeah. Either there's an emergency and that's scary or they don't want me. They don't want <laughs> this anymore. It is a scent like when I was just home by myself, my brother, because there was always that we had animals too that like I could always be like, oh, it's my brother upstairs. I hear him. Or right. like it's the cats running around, the dogs, whatever. But when I was home alone, it was, I was, and this is still to this day, when I lived alone, I was on so much. My alert was like, whoa. Whereas like, I can always, once there's one other person, I'm like, oh, it's going to be fine. It's not a problem. We'll be murdered together and that'll be something we share. (laughs) One time we both came home from school and my mom was working at her school. We got, we used to walk home and we had opened the door and we're like, hmm, it seems pretty messy in here. Didn't even think anything of it, like walked around. And then we called mom and we're like, well, I'm like the couch cushions. I flipped. somebody had broken into our home. <laughs> and we were just like, uh, 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 go get food. <laughs> like, Why did they go for the couch cushions? They were looking for like change. And they went up, then they like tore apart the room. So wow. they like end up getting checkbooks. But then the funny part is that the person ended up taking a dump on our a human dump on our coffee table in our basement. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I have no clue. That was like their signature thing. I like think it's it, just like, like fuck these people. Like, did like the police come? They did. And they um and it the ended up being that this guy I don't know if this guy would poop on people's sinks because I was so young at the time, but they ended up ended up um catching the guy and he lived not like around the corner from us to or was staying in a house like he had family that lived. <laughs> Do you there. think he pooped on their coffee <laughs> That's table? what I was wondering. What if this was like, it wasn't a, a mean thing. He was just like, that's, oh, I got to He was like nervous. Like, I got to go. And he's like, this is where I go normally. I go on coffee tables. <laughs> but that's he got caught. And, Do you think yeah. he, where does he poop in jail? <laughs> it, I mean, it's probably not a problem for him. He's like, I can poop anywhere. I'm good. I'm good to go. He's not a nervous pooper. Everything's at the coffee table if you try hard enough. It's such a weird thing. And I didn't think about it when I was little. And then when I would tell people, I'm like, yeah, we, we were, our house got broken into like twice growing up and, and it was, they were like, is it scary? And I was like, I was so young. I didn't know. But one guy did poop on this. Like, that's not normal. That's not really what people do. And they're like, it's like when your car gets broken into and you're like, it feels so weird getting in. Yeah. Like afterwards, can you imagine if they also took a shit? Like, <laughs> Yeah, it, it, feel, it does feel weird. It just feels like it feels like someone's in your invaded your space in a weird way. Yeah, yeah. like <laughs> energy's off. You're totally yeah. And then like also there's a the smell of of feces. Yeah, how do you sage after that? <laughs> That's a very good question. So the baby's gone down the hall. Lucy discovers the baby when she opens the door, and then decides to play a little phone prank on Ricky. She's like trying to punish him for being absent-minded, and it's funny because she's like oh i know an absent-minded cuban that i could and it's like is this a thing i've never seen him to be absent-minded no, he's before. not she's absent-minded if he's i mean right i think he's like absent-minded in a very different way yeah. where it's like the, he's not absent-minded it's just like certain things don't bother him mm-hmm. whereas like lucy is totally absent i think she's absolutely yeah. this isn't a i think ricky was doing really well he was doing great as a parent and then the baby wandered off and like that's a bummer but also doesn't that happen to everybody? I just told a story about my parents. Like, I just feel like 
every parent at some point, how often are you We're in human. a yeah, supermarket no, and somebody's it, like, uh, can you come to the front? Like, yeah. that's a lost kid. It's The thing that I thought was strange that felt like too contrived for it to be really realistic is that the door got left open, which just like doesn't... It almost feels like it was a trap sometimes too because right. Lucy left mm-hmm. and then she left the door open. Right. Right. And they didn't, it, it didn't occur to them to close the door. It's ironic to me a little bit to watch this just because you know how the normal thing that you know is like your family, right? right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And my family experience is my mom works. My dad just went transitioned jobs when I was a baby. And my dad was my primary caretaker for like the first year. Hmm. And so my, and my dad watched us alone all the time. Like Saturdays would just like take both kids mm-hmm. and it never was like the dad is bad with children like I don't, yeah. it's not even an experience mm-hmm. that I'm really familiar with because mm-hmm. I didn't really grow up like that yeah same I don't know it's just like you're if anything else it was just like and this is true of any two parent it's a different kind of experience being with mom than it is with dad you know what I mean like I always knew it was like oh if I'm with dad we're probably gonna be like running around doing stuff right yeah he likes to be active and likes to be moving around like dad pushes you higher on the swings totally yeah. dad will throw you in the pool and it's Genius. super fun like, <laughs> yeah and I make English muffin pizzas yeah. <laughs> I about dad that sounds good pancakes dad's, dad's into great let's go shopping yeah do the practical <laughs> things let's read a book like, why don't you go away and yeah. read a book yeah. and like, eat an why apple why don't you go away yeah. mom's well, like could you go away oh please? my god that was a thing in my childhood where I well I think because when you have many siblings um my mom had to eventually be like safety circle like you, you're leave me alone yeah <laughs> like you're gonna go like we'd be at the pool and I'd want to like sit with her and like listen to her and her friends gossip and she'd be like no go go away go in the yeah. pool <laughs> I mean I used to do that with like you know, kids I used to watch, there would be, like, I felt like it was nonstop asking me questions, and I was like, I need five minutes, we're gonna set a timer, five minutes, no questions to me, unless the house is on fire, or someone's <laughs> hurt, no, no questions, and they were like, literally itching to, like, bother me, they were like, oh gosh, five minutes is so yeah. long. Yeah, but then, so then finally, they, there's like a lot of moving about of like, they're trying to move right. the baby, um, they're trying to and the men discover because of the phone call from lucy that the baby is not where they thought he was which i don't know where they thought he was but he's not and so then they start low-key freaking out and trying to not raise the alarms from lucy when lucy and ethel are just like we have the baby that's the moment though where i go when rick i understand it's not to say i understand initially lying of being like oh but when she comes in and they just sit together, she's like, I'm going to play another. Yeah. And I'm going to say, like, I'll wait for the baby to wake up because he lies about the baby being asleep. I was like, Ricky, why are you freaking out that your kid is gone more right. than that she's going to catch you in a right. lie? Yeah. Right. Like, the stakes are way higher. At a certain point, you come clean because you need help looking for the baby. Yeah, the baby's yeah. in danger. It's not. But you don't know that. He sent Fred. He's like, I trust Fred to take care of it. trust this angry man. <laughs> Fred's going to do it and we'll be fine. Fred is my partner in life. It's like, okay, what? Tell her if she yeah. needs to know. Uh, she also knows more about the house and the building. She might know where he likes to hide. Yeah. Right. And then and then the baby ends up back in the crib mm-hmm. for them to discover the baby in the crib. And Ricky's surprised and Lucy's surprised and Ethel's surprised. And the only person who's not surprised is Fred. But then nobody gets in trouble. Nobody. Some, that's what I was saying. It's it so ends. ends. It yeah. just ends. Nobody learns a lesson from this. No. Where 
I you don't like, even see the moment where it's like, did you have the baby? Did you? No. Like, yeah. How, did How did this happen? Here? They're all like, did we just hallucinate like a very scary scenario collectively? Right. That Fred was holding the baby. <laughs> well, and, and I wanted there to be, I thought there was going to be like a last shot on Fred where Fred like winks at right. the audience or something where I'm like, oh, this is kind of fun that Fred gets to be the guy who solves the problem and no, is is in the know. But no, like we, it was just like, okay, now we're done. Yeah. I know. Which was interesting. But again, it was such a simple episode, just like very bare bones. Yeah. Imagine like what happens after this. Does nobody talk about it? Because they're all still trying to hide that they weren't irresponsible yes, right. or like playing tricks yeah. on each other. Yeah. Right. She's like, okay. And they go to bed and they have their eyes open all night. Like, <laughs> yeah. Really? Yeah. The, the first person to be irresponsible is Lucy. It, it, yeah. When she discovers the baby... She should march the baby back into the apartment. Yeah. Like, I just found our child in the hallway. Let's talk about it. Yeah. Right. She was she was trying to leverage it into a hijink. She couldn't pass up the, the opportunity. <laughs> Honestly, she could have taught him the lesson by just walking it back in with the yeah. baby. And been like, the baby was in the hallway. That's already not Hold, good. Yeah. Hold little Ricky behind her back. <laughs> yeah. Someone has the baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, it's like... When in doubt, let's raise the stakes through the roof mm-hmm. and make things crazy and get everyone confused. She definitely, I feel like the phone is very central to her ability to create hydrate. Oh, is her superpower for sure. her phone yes. skills? Yes. Yeah. I mean, I just think of all those episodes we've seen where she like calls home from mm-hmm. the store. You know what I mean? Yeah, or leaves like, it on the line and leave, runs yeah. back yeah. to like catch him waiting on the phone like uses the bedroom phone because she doesn't want ricky to hear her phone call in the living room yeah this is why we need a reboot i was gonna say the reboot would solve these problems Mm -hmm. she'd have to it'd have to twitter yeah i want to see lucy on twitter and see what happens she's just gonna be retweeting and adding people i feel like is it just wait am i saying like a reboot would just be like larry she'd be larry david essentially like where she'd accidentally tweet terrible things yeah i can see her like texting (laughs) Like gossip about Carolyn to Carolyn, do you know yes. what I mean? <laughs> where she's like trying to dictate it, where she's like, "Oh yeah. my god, Carolyn's such a bitch," and then it just sent to sent to Carolyn, You're such, such a bitch. bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I see that happening. Or like, I I want to know what happens if she has to go to where like Ethel's phone dies and she can't get a hold of Ethel and she needs Ethel to help her get through whatever mm-hmm. hijink. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what yeah, are, what, what are, are we... takeaways from yeah. this episode? Watch your babies. Yeah, keep your hands. We were talking babies. about security. Oh, security. Lock to, your doors. I want your kids out your way because I talked about how it was not filmed in front of a live audience at the top. Yeah, it was screened in front of a live audience, mm. so the laughs are actually tied to what's happening. Oh, oh that's great. I was gonna say because there definitely was a lot of laughter. Yeah. Then that would make sense of putting the laughter over, like, baby. Because if you really do look at that baby, sometimes that baby is crying. The baby is terrified. Yeah. And also in during Ricky's, like, big dory, at some point they you can look in the crib and there's no baby in the crib. <laughs> I'm like, oh, where'd the baby go? <laughs> where's the baby? Very good question. Yeah, and they were able to, I think, do a lot of retakes because with a baby you need retakes. And yeah. if they do it in front of a live audience, no retake. Especially when they had all that crazy camera setups. Like, yeah. They just were operating on a really like sort of high degree of difficulty, it feels mm-hmm. like, for this episode. Yeah. Which is probably why they were only like two acts and it was very clean. They barely left the apartment. Yeah, because yeah. it was it goes baby's room. If we go from like left to baby's room, their room, right. living room, kitchen. kitchen. Yeah, it's and a then, long set. And then they had Ethel's apartment set. Yeah, yeah, just that one. Lots room. to do. 
Lots, lots of places. But it was really fun. I thought it It was was fun. I think, yeah. And I like that, like, Ricky was a good dad. Yeah. I like that everybody makes mistakes. I love that, like, everybody was kind of confused. Though I did, I guess it was, the the silver lining is that it's, like, Fred's moment, which doesn't happen that often. Yeah. But it did feel like the girls got left, like, they got, we thought they might be in control for a second, and then we, like, the last move is, like, we'll pull the rug out from the ladies, and the ladies are like, wait, what? I don't even know how to take care of my kid? (laughs) I was like, okay, can we ever let them win? Yeah. No. But yeah. That's my take. <laughs> I don't know that anybody wins. Sure. In maybe ever. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> I feel like you know, like Ricky doesn't want her to be in the commercial. Like she's in the commercial, but she gets drunk. Nobody right. really wins. <laughs> That's true. Oh, That's true. true. <laughs> the audience wins because they're laughing. That's true. We're all, we are. We are all winners. We're the winners yeah. of I Love Lucy. <laughs> It keeps the game going of yeah. like where they constantly it's that building up of like who's gonna win I'm gonna win I'm gonna win no one wins so then they it's like did another episode where they it's like Jenga where they're like yeah. constantly yeah. like oh I'm gonna go no nope. you think and then it falls all oh, apart again falls apart. they gotta start I like that so Mel where can our friends and fans find you oh goodness you can find me at Melanie Forrest on Instagram or Twitter but you know we have a I post a show with Molly mm-hmm. and it's a monthly comedy show called Pour One Out or Pooh Comedy mm-hmm. you can find us yeah. at the Lyric Hyperion and you can also <laughs> find Mel writes a zine oh I do I write, I write a zine it's called Sad Men Losing It Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> and it's monologues uh, fictional and based on true people though uh, monologues by sad men or you know articles and such so love it check it out all right yeah 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 we're on instagram as well we love lucy podcast on twitter at we love lucy pod we're on facebook you can find us at we love lucy podcast and also as always send all thoughts feelings and reactions (laughs) to our gmail we love lucy pod at gmail.com mind your babies lucy's we'll see you next time